This podcast was brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on Sirius XM. Welcome back to Launchpad on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School, Sirius XM Channel 132. I'm your host, Carl Ulrich. I'm Vice Dean of Entrepreneurship and Innovation at Wharton, and I teach entrepreneurship innovation and product design. I'm very happy to welcome to the show my next guest, Alan Frost, who's the founder and CEO of Flava Naturals. Alan, thanks for joining us. Hey, great to be here, Carl. Super excited. Hey, did I say it right? Flava or Flava? It's actually Flava Naturals because it's uh, the name comes from Flavanols, which ah. are what's, what's good for you in dark chocolate. Yeah. See, my problem was I didn't know whether it was Flavanol or Flavanol, so it didn't help. But still, I, now I'm going to pronounce it sort of with an open Euro vowel: Flava Naturals. All right. <laughs> so if you're at if you're someplace safe at a web browser, you can check out Flava Naturals. Just the word Flava F L A V A naturals.com. Uh, Alan, and you were, I believe, a Wharton MBA grad from 92, which was the year before I got to Wharton. So it's an impossibility that you took my class, but it's great to have alums on the show. Yeah. Sorry I miss you. And, um, <laughs> you know, I actually, uh, so, um, you know, I know we're going to get into it, but I, but I founded the company, but I actually brought in two other members of the class of 92 uh, Beth Lorge and Pete Benz pretty pretty early on. So oh, no that, kidding. That, wow. The Wharton team. Great. All right. Well, let's get into it. Give us the elevator pitch for Flava Naturals. Well, Flava Naturals is a brand of better-for-you chocolate bars and cocoa powder that's super high in cocoa flavanol antioxidants. So that's, that's what's good for you in dark chocolate. So that's uh, that. That's it at a very uh, at a ten thousand foot level. All right. So let's let's back up. I mean, look, any any benefit proposition that starts with we make chocolate that's good for you. Uh, I mean, that's probably not a tough sell. Uh, but let's start with the science. What do we know about flavanols and their health benefits? So the the benefits of flavanols are pretty amazing. My my background is actually um, in the biotech industry and uh you know i kind of i'll give you the 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 backstory you know of how it how the business started and uh and, and why i was you know i got so enthused by the uh the benefits of flavanols um about about five years ago um the business i i worked for a lot of pharmaceuticals and we were purchased and it gave me a chance to kind of step back and decide what I wanted to do next in life. And I decided I wanted to do uh, something more entrepreneurial. And uh, after looking at a, a bunch of different things, one day my wife came into the room, threw the New York Times in my lap and said, I, I told you I should eat more chocolate. And uh, as, as you could imagine, um, yeah, being a pharma guy, I was, I was a little skeptical. Uh, I read this article and that particular article uh, was, was, uh, Based on it said chocolate improved memory, and it was uh, based on a study that was done at a Columbia University. It was published in Nature Neuroscience, uh, which is one of the most prestigious neuroscience journals, um, and it showed that in this particular study, a group of 50 to 60 year olds 
after three months of consuming uh, 900 milligrams of uh, cocoflavanols every day in, in, a, in a drink form, the speed to memory recall improved by about two and a half decades. Because what? Fortunately, our, yeah, it was, it was incredible. Uh, it was highly statistically significant, um, and uh, so, so it was. It, it was it was amazing, and that the the catch in that study though was you'd probably have to eat about nine traditional dark chocolate bars to get the amount of cocoflavanols that were consumed in that in that uh. study on a daily basis. So uh, yeah, so that was the catch, and then I started doing some other research, and you know it turns out that. You know, there's not only cognitive benefits, um, and, and it's not only, you know, there are not only benefits to a certain age group. Uh, there are cardiovascular benefits. Um, flavanols uh, actually reduce blood pressure, reduce LDL, uh, even reduce blood sugar. They, they enhance uh, skin elasticity. They've been shown to improve mood. Um, and, uh, and there's some studies out there that show it, it can uh, have a positive impact on exercise performance. And, you know, all, all of that sounds quite unbelievable, but um, what, uh, what it all comes down to is what cocoflavanols are, are doing is they're increasing the, the elasticity of your arterial walls. Mm. Uh, so they're improving circulation. So when you hear about all these benefits, they're, they're, they're essentially improving circulation, improving endothelial function. So you're getting more oxygen and nutrients to the brain. You know, you're getting more, uh, you know, you, the flexibility of your blood vessels is contributing to, you know, the reduction in, uh, in blood pressure and uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it's, uh, it's quite fascinating. The, the results are, 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 are fairly striking. Um, you know, and one thing, you know, I'm, I'm a pharma guy, uh, and one thing, after looking at all these studies, there's a lot of studies, um, you know, there's 50 people, there's 100 people, they're right. not, there's not these large 2,000 kind of person studies that you typically require for getting a, a drug approved, uh, but they're, they're, they're all remarkably consistent, and that's what, what got me excited about it, and, um, you know, there's, there's, there's some other studies that are that are going on right now at, at Harvard and Columbia that are, that are much, uh, much larger numbers. Yeah. So that was, you, you anticipated in a way my, what was going to be my next question, which is, okay, so why isn't there just a pill to do this? And why isn't there just a pill to do this? So, so the, there, there are, you, you can make a pill mm-hmm. uh, from cocoflavanols. Um, when we, did our early research on the business, you know, we found that uh, most people today, you know, would prefer to to eat a natural food mm-hmm. um, rather than, you know, t- take another pill. The other, the other problem with pills is you would probably need to take, you know, five or six pills a day to, you know, to get up to the levels that, you know, have been used in some of these studies. Yeah. So it's 900 milligrams a day would require quite a few pills. So, um, you know, what we, uh, you know, at, at the time we were looking at, at uh, you know, all this research, um, you know, I, I said to my wife, I said, you know, if we could, if we could develop a chocolate bar uh, and or a cocoa powder that had the levels um, that have been shown to uh, be effective, 
in, in all these clinical studies, we thought we might have, have a business. And that was, you know, and that that's kind of where, where it all started. Yeah, makes sense. But I, I wondered also, are, are there differences in FDA requirements if it's a, if it's in a, a natural form versus in a pill? Not really. Um, okay. As long as it's, uh, it's for, if it, as long as it's a, a, a supplement, the uh, the requirements are really fairly fairly similar. All right, and so you don't make any specific claims. Uh, you treat it; it gets treated as a supplement. No, that's a great question. So we we again, you know, based on our early research, we decided to market the the chocolate bar as a food and the cocoa powder as a supplement. Mm. So the so the claim the claims are different uh, for for both those products. And, you know, that, you know, if you think about it, I mean, what, what would you think if I told you like, Hey, you know, I want you to try this chocolate bar supplement. What would be your response? You know, what would you, you think about, you know, how delicious that chocolate might taste? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's already tasting chalky in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's, and, you know, so this is, uh, this is really, you know, what we put together was, it was a, you know, an all natural, premium, great tasting uh, chocolate. So we, you know, we didn't want to discourage people from from eating and sampling it. Uh, on the other hand, with the cocoa powder, you know, there there are certainly advantages to be able to to, to make claims, uh, and and the data supports those claims. So to make a claim for a supplement, uh, there needs to be two or more. Uh, controlled studies in that particular area mm-hmm. that were positive. And you don't necessarily have to do the trials yourself, uh, but you're the, you know, the, the active ingredient that is in your product needs to be the same active ingredient at, you know, at the, the level that was used in that study. So we do make claims uh, on the cocoa powder that it enhances, uh, it enhances uh, brain, uh, brain function, cardiovascular health, as well as skin wellness. Yeah. Well, if I don't hold it to hold you to it in a legal FDA sense, does it matter which I eat? Because I'm just deciding which to order. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I think both are great, you know, personally. Yeah. But um, in the in the research that we did, we found that the the efficacious range and for those. Um, for, for, for those benefits are between 500 milligrams and 1,000 milligrams a day. And of, so the the, of the flavanols. Yeah. 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 And uh, so our bars have 500 milligrams of cocoa flavanols, which is about five times the average dark chocolate bar. Mm. And the cocoa powder actually has 900 milligrams. So the, the 900 milligrams, interestingly enough, was the same... Uh, amount that was consumed in that original study yeah. at Columbia University that I was telling you about. Yeah. What about in milligrams of of flavanol per calorie? Am I better off with the powder? <laughs> then you're better off with the powder. All right, uh, so because the the uh, so the powder is actually unsweetened, so there's only yeah. five calories per per serving in the in the powder, whereas the the bars. They range from uh, 170 to, to 210 calories, depending on the flavor. Yeah, yeah, definitely powder for me. It's going in the smoothie for sure. Oh, yeah. it's fantastic in a smoothie. Yeah, fantastic. Just two two things to remember when you're using the cocoa powder: 
is that it is unsweetened, so it needs uh, a natural sweetener. Yeah. Otherwise, it um, you know it'd be the chocolate equivalent of, of Baker's uh, yeah, you know, yeah. chocolate. Yeah, I and, can handle uh, that. Yeah. Yes, but it's fantastic in a smoothie. Wow. All right. So, how, how do you? How hard is it to? Well, I should just ask. How, how, you can't just enhance flavanols. I mean, what's the technology to do that? Yeah. No. That's uh, that's um, like the the number one question that that we get from people: uh, Is this infused? Is it real? Right. Is it natural? Um, and when so, so it turns out that you can you can do this naturally, but there's there's two there's there's two factors that allow you to do that. The first is you need to start with the right bean. So cocoa beans can vary. Most people don't know, but cocoa beans can vary in the antioxidant level uh, by tenfold. It oh wow! On the, the type of bean, yeah, the uh, the soil, um, the amount of pre- precipitation. There's a lot of even farming techniques. So there's a lot that goes into it. Uh, it's one, one of the most common misconceptions uh, with chocolate is that, hey, if I'm eating an 80% cacao chocolate bar, this is really good for me. Mm. And you know, and and this other 80% chocolate cacao chocolate bar is is also equally good for me. Um, the truth is, you could have two 80% cacao bars, and, and one could have easily have five times the cocoflavonal antioxidants of the other. You wouldn't know um, because it, it depends on the bean that you start with and and then on the processing, uh, how you process the, the chocolate. So so the first step is you need to start with the right bean. Um, and we, we were able to source uh, beans from a few farms that have been cultivating this high flavonal bean for some time. Mm. And the, the next step, is it needs to be processed in a different way because traditional chocolate processing tends to destroy most of the flavanols because flavanols, uh, they're antioxidants, so they're susceptible to heat damage uh-huh. um, as well as uh, chemical damage. So we, we ferment our, our chocolate in a, a much condensed process, and we roast the, the, uh, the beans at a lower temperature but for a longer period of time. So it brings out great flavor, but it also preserves the, the flavanols. Uh, and the last thing, we don't use a process called alkalization, which is used for, for some chocolates, which is a chemical process that also you know, d- destroys m- many of the flavanols. Yeah. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Launchpad on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School, Sirius XM 132. I'm Carl Ulrich, and I'm speaking with Alan Frost, who's the founder and president of Flava Naturals. Um, Alan, uh, just just as a housekeeping matter, what, what, what does it cost typically per serving of the cocoa powder? So the, or, the cocoa or the can, powder, what, yeah, or however do you do yeah. it, yeah. So it, it, it ranges. So we, we have individual packets that you can purchase, and we also have a canister that has a full month supply. Mm-hmm. And then there's different there's different options. Um, you know, we have a subscription model, et cetera. But the the uh, if you just bought uh, the, what, you know um, a, a pouch of ten packets, it would cost a dollar ninety nine per packet. Mm-hmm. If you bought the subscription model for the canister, it, it you know you get it down to about a dollar thirty six a day. Okay, so I, and the dosage is you, know, you probably don't use that word, but this the recommended uh, serving is one a day. Correct. Yeah. yeah. 
All right. So I, I want to take you back to something you said. So so you had this idea, came out of the New York Times, and you didn't know, I suppose, whether it was feasible or not. You start doing some research. And then when you start to, to mess with formulation and flavanol content and that sort of thing, tell me how you thought through the decision about make versus buy. Did you go find a chocolate processor who would work with you, or did you decide to do that yourselves? Yeah, we we found a, a number of different partners. So we've got you know partners throughout the supply chain uh, to help us through that, uh, and it was you know it, w- it was a challenging process, and we learned a lot um, in, 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 during during that period. In fact, it t- it took three years to actually pull it all together and develop a chocolate that had the the flavanol levels that we're looking for. Um, and the taste profile that we're looking for. So it was uh, it was fairly complex. Um, one thing, you know, you know there's, there's, there's a lot of factors to consider, but, um, you know, one thing we ran into was that when we went from a small batch to make at, you know, making 10 pounds of chocolate to making a much larger batch, we actually, uh, you know, lost flavanols. And there's, there were a lot of things like that. You know, it's, it's, it's sort of a there's an art and a science to yeah. it and um the folks we had involved you know had been had been playing with this for a while but we still you know learned quite a bit together yeah well i i want to just drill down on that decision though because i suppose you know if you're taking a class from me i would say you got to be a little careful about what the secret sauce is and who controls it and so did did you feel like you controlled enough of the intellectual property here that it was well protected, or did you perceive that as a real risk when working with partners? Yeah, no, it, that's a great, great question, Carl. And you know, as I told you, my background's in biotech, right? So I'm used to a 20 year patent. Yeah. Um, I uh, this is this is interesting. I, like what I tell people is from a you know, we don't have, you know, we, we have some proprietary um, methods, but we don't really have intellectual property here. Well, um, you haven't patented, said, you haven't patented flavanols. So that's unlike pharma, I suppose. But there's a lot of know-how, isn't there? There's a lot of know-how and it's it's not easy to reproduce. So like I said, so it took us you know, three years to pull together uh, and, and develop this recipe, even though we weren't starting from scratch. So it's, um, you know, there's there's a limited supply of these high flavanol beans. Uh, you need to kind of, uh, it, it, it would take quite a bit of work to, somebody could copy us, but it would take a lot of work. Um, you know, it also requires, uh, a regulatory focus. We're making claims on flavanol levels, which means you need to, you know, um, have a process in place that's going to give you consistent flavanols. You need to measure the, those flavanol levels. So it's, um, you know, we, we've got, you know, we've got a, I would call a first mover advantage, and you know, much more um, protection than a, a typical you know, food would have, right. you know, skinny popcorn. But, you know, at the same time, you know, clearly it's not, you know, it's it's not like a, a, a pharmaceutical. So we're, we live somewhere in between that. And the plan is to, you know, to utilize this first mover advantage, get out there, 
uh, brand the product, continue to innovate um, with uh, by bringing new new formats to the marketplace, and uh, you know we think we we can be very successful. Yeah. So I wonder if you can reflect a little bit on the differences from pharma. So you have worked at some prestigious pharma companies, mostly on the commercialization side, commercialization size, BMS, Novartis, Elan. Um, what's right. different about creating a product that's you're going to sell directly to consumers? Oh, that's an interesting question. Um, you know, it's... Uh, you know, what, one thing that's that's different um, that, you know, I think we knew off the bat, but, you know, becomes, you know, as you, you work through it, becomes even more apparent. Um, this, this product needs to taste great yeah. as well as deliver the benefits, right? Because consumers, if it doesn't taste great, they're, they're not going to be interested. Um, and... And there's, uh, you know, there's also a, a tremendous amount of no- noise in the marketplace. Um, people, you know, a, a lot of a lot of people making claims about different things. You know, a lot, some some of it's true, some it's not true, and you have to kind of, uh, you know, work work your way through that. You need to educate consumers. Um, you need to. You know, have uh, and it's not going to just take. You know, consumers need need to hear the same thing and see things multiple times before, uh, you know, before they're ready to make that purchasing decision. So, uh, I mean, it's it's quite different, I think, you mm-hmm. know, than the pharma side. On the on the other hand, um, you know, communicating benefits is is important. You know, for for both pharma products and for uh, you know a food or supplement with functional benefits. And a lot of the, the know-how and learnings that, you know, I, I had on the pharma side, you know, we were able to kind of bring some of that over to to uh, this initiative. Yeah. Well, Alan, we just have a minute left, but I wonder if you can just give us an update on how it's going. Oh, it's going really well. Um, you know, our first uh, our first year out was, was almost a, a bit of a, an, an experiment. It was a, a soft, controlled launch where we... Uh, Put it in 25 different stores, uh, different types of stores. Tried to try to understand what works, what doesn't work. Um, we, you know, we we got some 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 good traction. We had some tremendous learnings, and we put together, uh, you know, an execution plan um, for a, you know, for, for a full launch. And we're we're, we're starting the uh, the fundraising process in a few weeks. To, uh, you know, for that uh, for, for that new stage of our business. All right. Well, I did I did in anticipation that I was going to love this. Uh, already placed my order on Amazon, but I got to go back and order the powder. Uh, but anyway, I'm really looking forward to to trying it. Um, remarkably, Alan, we're out of time. But thanks so much for making the time to join us on the show. Thank you, Carl. It was uh, my pleasure. All right. So, everyone, you can check them out at flavanaturals.com. You can also find the product on Amazon. And I look forward to trying it. I'm Carl Ulrich, Vice Dean of Entrepreneurship and Innovation at Wharton. Launchpad is produced by Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. The show airs live on Wednesdays from 7 to 9 p.m. You can find more episodes of this podcast on SoundCloud or on iTunes. 
insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu. Thank you.